Thank you for that beautiful, beautiful prelude. It's lovely to have you all here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We will begin our service with our opening hymn, which I will share on our screen for us to sing together. continue together on page three of our bulletin. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God's kingdom now and forever. Amen. 
Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Emmett and Sandy are going to read for us the candle lighting. Ready? What is she? It's over there. there. Oh, right, okay. Right. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Today, Today we, we light, light the, the candle, candle of hope, hope the, the candle, candle of peace, the candle, the candle of joy, and the candle of love. God, thank you for showing us what true love is. Help us to love you and to love one another. We wait for Jesus with hope, peace, joy, and love. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God. God be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Purify our conscience, almighty God, by your daily visitations, that your son, Jesus Christ, at his coming, may find in us a mansion prepared for himself, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Samuel. When the king was settled in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, see now, I'm living in the house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I've been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now, therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep to be prince over my people Israel, and I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I'll make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, 
and will plant them so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more and evildoers shall afflict them no more as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 89. Your love, O Lord, forever I will sing. From age to age, my mouth will proclaim your faithfulness, for I am persuaded that your love is established forever. You have set your faithfulness firmly in the heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn an oath to David, my servant. I will establish your line forever and preserve your throne for all generations. You spoke once in a vision and said to your faithful people, I have set the crown upon a warrior and have exalted one chosen out of the people. I have found David, my servant. With my holy oil, I have anointed him. My hand will hold him fast and my arm will make him strong. No enemy shall deceive him, nor any wicked man bring him down. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and love shall be with him and he shall be victorious through my name. I shall make his dominion extend from the great sea to the river. He will say to me, you are my father, my God and the rock of my salvation. A reading from Paul to the Romans. Now to God who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but is now disclosed. And through the prophetic writings is made known to all the Gentiles according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And all of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The Annunciation scene is a familiar one when we come to the narrative of Christ's birth. The image of Mary and Gabriel together is not a difficult one to conjure. We've seen it year after year in Christmas pageants and is one of the most popular pieces of art to be de that depicts part of the Christian story. Throughout the centuries, dating all the way back to the fourth century, we've seen images of Mary and the angel Gabriel. This is where so much of the action starts for Christ's story. This extraordinary moment that is unique to the gospel of Luke, where Mary and Gabriel come together. The gospel of Matthew instead focuses on Joseph and the angel's annunciation to him. But Luke uniquely focuses us on the moment when Mary discovers she is to carry the child of God. This story and this moment has captured the imagination of Christianity throughout the ages. Mary as a character has been a huge part of the Christian faith, in some denominations more so than others. The adoration of the Virgin Mary is popular in many practices of Christianity. She becomes a model of being a faithful servant to God. She becomes, in many ways, the one to whom we look of how to be a servant of God. Because we hear in this gospel that she says that she is God's servant. But this gets painted in a very particular way by many artists and clergy and preachers and Christians. If you look at images of the Annunciation of Mary, you often see her depicted with a certain amount of timidness or meekness, fear of the angel, which is understandable, 
when a celestial being appears in your bedroom to tell you you bear the son of God, I might be scared too. You see her demonstrating beauty, grace, and this je ne sais quoi of faithfulness. Mary for women has often been the model of how to be a Christian woman. She says yes to being God's servant and carries Christ with faithfulness. But in so many ways, our understanding of the character of Mary has been a carefully crafted character, one born not just out of the scriptures, but out of what religion has wanted us to be. Quiet, soft-spoken, faithful servants who will do what is asked of them. But look again at this story, the Annunciation to Mary. She is being asked to do perhaps the most difficult task, to be unwed, to be pregnant as a virgin, to be carrying the child of God in the midst of religious turmoil. She is not being asked to do something simple. She is not being asked to do the basic tasks of church work or being faithful to God or praying without ceasing, though that's not necessarily simple as we remember from last week. She's being asked to do something extraordinary, something that takes much more than timidness and faithfulness and unquestioning. She's asked to do something that takes boldness and courage. She says yes to God after questioning the angel, how can this be for I am a virgin? Based on my reading of the Annunciation, Mary looks less like that mother draped in blue with the serene smile on her face, carefully holding a child. She is not a model of sitting and being quiet or of meekness. She is the model of being outspoken and courageous and righteous in her faith. It would take a woman of extreme conviction to say yes to what God asks of Mary. What is extraordinary about the Gospel of Luke versus what we hear in the Gospel of Matthew or what's completely left out in John and Mark is that Mary is given voice. She is not the silent servant of God, but she is given agency and choice and language and participation in this story and what is happening to her, what is she is choosing to be a part of. And yet she's a young Jewish woman, not one who would normally have power or authority or agency, but she finds it and seizes it in this moment. The extraordinary witness of Mary is one who is usually told to be stay in her place, rising with extraordinary power, speaking forth in spaces where she would normally be told to be silent, 
the extraordinary witness of Mary is giving a voice to the voiceless, is uplifting those who have been marginalized. Mary is rebellious and courageous. We might go so far as to call her spunky and willful. She is a model absolutely of how we are all called to be agents of God. This year, this extraordinary and difficult and unprecedented year has also been a year of giving voices to the voiceless, of giving voices to those who have been marginalized. As we have seen the evolution of Black Lives Matter, of raising up of those who have so often been told to be silent, for Black, Indigenous, and people of color, for those marginalized by their gender or their sexuality, for all of that and all of those peoples to be raised up in ways in which society has so often told them to stay back. We have had an extraordinary influx of voices and witnesses to a revolution of how we are called to be in the world. This year, so many people have joined with Mary in speaking out rather than being silent, a speaking for justice, for peace, for equality. This is part of what God has called for through the ages. Mary joins in a long line of prophets who are unexpected and yet extraordinary, whose voices ring out from places we do not usually turn to for authority. We've seen it just previously with John the Baptist crying out from the wilderness we three see it throughout the Jewish scriptures. Moses and Noah and all of these peoples, they are unexpected. They are not those who necessarily sit in seats of authority and power. The example we see from Mary and from the prophets of the ages is that it is not always the established hierarchy or those who are in the seats of power, or those who we normally turn to to be the voices of reason and order that God will speak through. God will speak through just about anyone. And that very often, it is those who we are least likely to listen to who have the most prophetic voice in the room Mary finds her voice this morning. Mary finds her voice in the world, in the Annunciation, and in the story of Christ. She will not be silenced. She will not be timid. She will not just stand by. She is an active participant throughout the Gospels. We see her appearing with the disciples. We see her at the cross. Mary's 
love for Christ and love for God is not born in silence. If we are to learn from Mary in this, this reading, this morning, we are called to find our voice. We are called to listen for voices that are unexpected, to hear the note of holy that rings through them. Voices for the voiceless, bring out what is true. And like Mary, may we be courageous, faithful, and perhaps even a little rebellious. For Mary models exactly what can feel so threatening to the church, to the establishment, but absolutely what is holy. That which shakes up what we expect. That is what it is to bear God into this world, to upturn everything that is expected, to break in and change all that we experience. That glimmer of hope, that ember of light, that is what we see today. And as we walk <clears throat> through the coming days, as we come to the brink of Christmas, as we journey into the manger, as we experience this season unlike any other, may we hold with us Mary's tenacity, her spirit, her spunk. For it is the spark of the Holy Spirit within her, guiding her forward courageously with God. Amen. We continue together on page eight of our bulletin, professing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. 
We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And virtually we greet one another. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. This time we will share in hearing our offertory. As a reminder, all that we do and share in these times comes because of your gracious gifts and offerings to God. In our bulletin, there is information of how to give online or through text in our virtual passing of the plate as we give thanks for God for our many, many gifts.
great mystery we call God. We pray for all people who comprise the many versions of your church. May we all honor you and each other in our diversity. Give us the vision, courage, and wisdom to serve you and all our relatives, the elements of water and earth, the plants and animals, and all human beings. Give our voices praise of you beyond our words. We pray for all clergy and laity who seek and serve you. May our true leadership be the Holy Spirit. We pray for the leaders of tribes, peoples, and nations. Let justice roll down like the waters of the great rivers. Empower us to love our neighbors across this turtle island we call Earth. May our giving be greater than our use. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, especially those celebrating birthdays this week. Marilyn Cornwell, George Milkey, Scott Riley, Frank Shems, and Cameron Way. Grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Enable us with compassion to stand in and with the pain and suffering in the world, especially Sam Bogar, Jim Cameron, Jube Compton, Niall Clark, Glenn Crosby, Glorian Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Warner Hamill, Bob Hayward, Hannah Hooper, Rosemary Howell, Paul Isle, Peter Mackenheimer, Claire Parkinson, Anique Labru Ridden, Pam Rhodes, Carolyn Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Crystal Stiles, William Victory, Vivian, Julie Wigan, Peter Wiley, Marie Kane, and Tim Rappa. May healing hearts and words connect to those in need. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Karen Blankenship, Lillian Snow, and those who mourn, that your will for them may be fulfilled. We pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. We thank you for the helpful examples, known and unknown to us, who have shaped the road we walk. Enlighten our own awareness of our visibility to others and make us increasingly mindful of the impact of our choices on others and the generations to come. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. We lift up all the prayers of the people, spoken and unspoken, we pray for the soul of Jean Harfst and any others who you name now, either silently or aloud. 
we gather up our prayers of the people. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. As our Savior Christ has taught us, we now pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I know we have some birthdays and anniversaries this week. I'm not sure if our birthdays and anniversary folks are on. I know I heard uh, there's a Milky with a birthday. We've got Scott Riley. We have Cameron Way. Are there any other birthdays or anniversaries we need to celebrate today? Or do you want to call out someone else who's on the computer for us to celebrate? We're praying for everyone, whether we know about it or not. All right, let's join together in the birthday and anniversary prayer. Let us pray. Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts may your peace, which passes all understanding, Abide all the days of their lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And let us pray together when we are unable to receive communion. God of infinite mercy, we thank you for Jesus, our Savior, our true mother, who feeds us and gives us eternal life. Though we cannot consume these gifts of bread and wine, we thank you that we've received the sacrament of Christ's presence, the forgiveness of sins, and all other benefits of Christ's passion. Grant that we may continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior, who with you in the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God forever and ever. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be with you in your righteousness, in your tenacity, and in your strength of spirit and faith, with you and all for whom you pray this day and always. Amen. And we're going to join together in our closing hymn. Kevin and Caroline, do you want to say a word about our closing hymn at all? <laughs> um. We're doing hymn number 266. This is Nova Nova. It's a maybe a familiar tune to some of you. Um, it's kind of a family favorite. Uh, we begin with the, the final four bars of the hymn and then go through the piece all the way through. Um, if it's unfamiliar, just pick it up as you get it. <laughs> Nova, Nova, 
Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. And we will have our postlude as our musicians get into place for that, please. <laughs> 